Hello, welcome to 25 Cents, a video game podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Each episode, we'll be talking about the games we've tried, other games we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.network. Hey, Nick, welcome back to uh, the re-recording of episode 25. It's actually fitting that I was thinking we didn't comment on it the first time we tried recording this, that this is actually our 25th episode of the 25 Cent Podcast, so maybe that's appropriate that it didn't work. I don't know. Yeah, we, we, we jinxed ourselves through through the title. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll need a new logo now or something. Yeah, Kyle, um, we need a new logo. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Uh, so so what, have, what have you and the, the kids been up to? lately any any big new activities or games so minecraft is back in a big way for whatever reason i think it's mainly influenced by again like our kid my kids are tend to be influenced by which is appropriate i guess nothing wrong with this but their friends what they're playing and they want to play along with them which is great and uh, i'm sure my kids influence other people's kids on what they're playing at different times too but anyways minecraft came back we we played a a challenge of like with my kids of first first person to find diamond wins the game and trying to just kind of rambled, went hardcore cool. into that with, with a couple of them. We've played about a half hour, 45 minutes so far and haven't found diamond yet. They also randomly, one of their cousins do- joined a game and they were playing on Xbox. So then that kind of reinvigorated playing with friends and random stuff that can happen there. And then now I just, this morning, my son oldest was Googling when the new Minecraft update is coming out and what's going to change in that. And so it's just funny how it goes away for a long time and then comes back again. And we, yeah, I'm always, I always love when Minecraft comes back around because it's, it spurs on a lot of creativity, a lot of building, a lot of collaborative play that doesn't happen. It's not a lot of, there's very little, you know, in your face (laughs) trash talking going on after a Minecraft game. It's all just like, how can we build this? Oh, we should try this. Oh, have you done this with the redstone or whatever? And, and the new things that are in the game each time they come back. Yeah, my 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 son is definitely uh, very interested in the idea of games where you build things or 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 like you know sort of the you know the platformer designer type games like Mario Maker or so so forth. We haven't gotten into Minecraft yet. Now, does your youngest play Minecraft with the with the rest of the family? Yeah, so eight year old, and she started. I want to say like even two years ago, getting into it. Like definitely, you know, rudimentary. Sometimes yelling at the screen <laughs> when things weren't going in the right spot and stuff. But, um, and that's around like seven, eight ish is when I started even with my oldest. I remember playing, I just played with him. He watched for a while and then, then kind of like, yeah, grabbed, grabbed onto it from there. And so like, I think I've complained on previous episodes. We have it on Xbox switch computer in multiple licenses on the computer. We've paid for it more, probably for more kids or more <laughs> licenses than we have kids. Uh, but even for myself, it's like, I have, a, I, I'm really tempted to actually pull it up again on the computer and, and just mess around with it. Cause it's, yeah, it's just a fun one to to relaxingly play. Yeah, I'm wondering wondering if that's something to try introducing soon. I think um, in the past found that uh, you know sort of the the classic your your vision and your ability gap are very frustrating for for my kids. So like he he has this great imagination for what he wants to make in different programs and his practice isn't there yet to, mm-hmm. to achieve what he wants. So he, he ends up getting frustrated or switching back to um, like pencil and paper for, for, right. you know, fun doodles and stuff. Cause that he, he does have more practice with. It's like the um, classic um, run and jump problem in Mario where he, like, until you know how to, which is why that first level of Super Mario brothers is so great. Cause you learn how to run and jump 
it right in the game. And same thing with, with uh, Minecraft. I think it's often like just even running and jumping, but in the first person view and figuring that out and how to do that. And then that kind of like unlocks a whole bunch of other parts of the world. Right. The great thing with Minecraft, not to go too long on Minecraft, of course, we can transition into Switch Corner here is that the Switch version actually is really good. We have that, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that one actually plays really well on the handheld. And then, of course, you can hook it up to the TV as well and, and play. I think you can do multiplayer in there as well, I want to say. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I haven't ever tried that. We definitely do it on the Xbox. Yeah, I, I think that's the the version I would check out because I, I don't think I'm interested in trying to like maintain the the mac version you know and and also it's not a a computer he uh has direct access to on a regular basis easily um and and i understand the ios version has a lot of limitations that probably wouldn't want to go down that path um but yeah so speaking of switch um you've been doing some some zelda of late and what else yeah actually last night i couldn't sleep for three hours or whatever and so i randomly pulled up um some old Breath of the Wild reviews. I don't know what, how what rabbit trail led me led me down that, but it's just interesting looking back. From 2017 is when the game was released and was being reviewed, and uh, I read a Kotaku, I think that's how you say that, uh, review of the game, in depth review that kind of reinvigorated even more my excitement about the game. And so I haven't had a chance since I didn't get up and actually go play it at three in the morning last night. But yeah. <laughs> so I was tempted actually to just like yeah, and kind of appreciating uh, renewed appreciation for the just the open worldness while still having maintaining the the structure of the game and being able to level you up, but having the ability to do literally anything in the game and just the complexity of those two things living in tension in a video game, I think is part of what uh, made Breath of the Wild so great. And so uh, we'll see if, when, and if, and when I get to go actually play a bit more, but that's definitely where I'm, I'm at on the switch. Yeah. So we, uh, we have not picked up that Zelda game or, or the recent ones, but uh, I did fire up Zelda link to the past uh, on the, nintendo online super nintendo emulation and pretty much just let my son you know go go to it um and he was surprisingly resilient to how often he was dying uh in the first (laughs) dungeon um i think normally i would expect him to get a little more frustrated before him and you know i helped him out a few times and tried to help him with the timing of like you know approach and swing sword kind of at the same time one of the interesting things was finding that uh the the d he he was defaulting to the stick on the, on the, um, the joy cons. Um, cause that's what he's used to for other switch games we've played, but the D pad was actually much, uh, easier for him. Cause he wasn't getting as many, you know, you know, Zelda doesn't actually, that era of Zelda doesn't actually do diagonals. Mm. So if you are tilting the stick diagonally, you're sort of right on the edge between up and left or say, and and so he had some some difficulty with that, but but just going straight to the D pad I think helped, which which makes sense for that era of of game. I definitely remember playing it a lot. I never had it uh, Super Nintendo, but playing the first few levels over and over again at friends' houses before you know whatever happened to my save on their system. Um, <laughs> oh, we can delete Nick's save. He's not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's, um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, and, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff that came out of the the Nintendo direct, uh, the other week. Um, so, uh, I would say about half the stuff in the hour long session was probably kid appropriate, just skimming through it really fast. Uh, we actually watched it together with me, like fast forwarding between games that weren't, um, kid appropriate, but, uh, there was, there's Mario golf, which looks like some really silly fun. Um, Miitopia, which is like your me's walking around and like 
kind of having sim style relationships with each other. That one looks a little weird, but I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think for some people, very appealing. Nintendo always, um, I'll just interject for one second. Yeah. Nintendo seems to always force the me thing as like, and maybe it's bigger elsewhere. And like you said, certain, I, I, I think it really is. get into it, but in North America, at least, or at least any circles that I've been in with Nintendo stuff, it's just never taken off in any meaningful way that people right. want to dive into. But yeah. Yeah. I, I suspect there's a, there's a cultural or international market aspect that, that yeah. is being missed there. Um, and I, I don't know enough uh, gamers from around the world to, um, yeah, exactly. to identify My the difference. Spot. Yeah. Yeah, um, Animal Crossing New Horizons is getting some Mario anniversary items so you can like dress your characters up as Mario in the game. Um, Hades, which I've been playing a ton of, um, although not as much the last few weeks, is getting a physical edition uh, with like a soundtrack uh, and art book, uh, but otherwise the same game. Um, they are doing an HD re-release of Zelda Skyward Sword which was, if I remember right, it was the Wii game that introduced the extra little motion sensor add-on to get more precise motion because you you were like swinging your sword and, and firing your bow. I never played that one for Wii. I don't know. Did you play that? Zelda? No, no. I think we were the Wii U is what we had. Wii. Um, and yeah. so I, I can't remember which Zelda was for the Wii U because we never, we never got into Zelda as our family at that point. It was Breath of the Wild is my first Zelda game of, got it. of all Zeldas, so... Yeah, and they're they're promising improved controls, which which makes sense because obviously it was the game was originally built around the the Wii motion controls, and the Joy Cons are a little different. Um, and then uh, there was a teaser for Splatoon three. I've never played any of the Splatoon games. I gather they are really popular on Switch in Japan more so than in North America again. But I know a few people who play um, the online, you know, competitive. Uh, regularly there's there's an odd shot in the teaser that reminded me a lot of this one shot from the middle of the anime film ghost in the shell where like the characters like looking up in the sky from this like japanese cityscape and a, a low flying plane goes overhead it was just it was an odd moment that i'm like i feel like they were they were going for something there but maybe it was just a, a coincidence yeah. but that's not or coming lost, 2022 lost tribute maybe yeah yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it, well, actually, we played Splatoon. I want to say one. I think was came out for the Wii mm-hmm. U, and we so we played a bit of that. I think we bought it from the library. I don't think we ever owned it, and definitely it was a fun one. But the multiplayer limitations, I think, were two people. Maybe I want to say, um, and maybe that's better now in Splatoon two. We have never tried it. I think our kids tried it once from the library uh, on the Switch. And there were some sort of multiplayer compl- complications in terms of trying to get everybody involved that my kids, cause I think you have to play, you have to play far enough to unlock multiplayer mode or something like that. And right. they just weren't interested in, in keeping going. And, and again, because it's library, so you just move on, I guess. But I had a lot of fun when we played Splatoon one in terms of the game mechanics of just like, rather than like killing each other, you're just painting the sort of like capture the flag, capture the area and paint it right. your color in different unique ways and stuff. And lots of fun with that. But yeah, didn't grab yeah. my kids. And I, I one one last thought on Switch since it was our midwinter break this last week. Um, you know, we we got out and played in the snow, which was nice. But uh, we realized it was our our one year Switch anniversary because we had we had bought it <laughs> like coincidentally, basically right before the pandemic hit during midwinter break, twenty twenty. Um, so you know, I would say we've probably played it in some ways a little less than we expected. Um, but I think that's more a function of you know, well, what games can we play all together? And, and when do we find time to play in among, you know, school and work and everything? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, kind of as, as we know, Nintendo really likes to mine their nostalgia and their remakes. Um, and 
BlizzCon line was also last week. And uh, Blizzard is kind of doing the same thing with their remakes and classic editions and and so forth. So just running through that real quickly, they announced the the Blizzard Arcade Collection, which includes some of their pre-Warcraft games, Lost Vikings, Blackthorn, and Rock and Roll Racing. The only one of those I ever played was Blackthorn for Mac. I, I had gone over to a friend who had a Mac with my zip drive, my SCSI zip drive, <laughs> nice. and copied a bunch of his ga- games onto a zip disk and was playing them off a zip disk. Uh, because, you know, you can move like, oh, wow, I can fit a whole 15 megabyte game on this disk <laughs> with room to spare. Um, they are uh, following in the successful footsteps of World of Warcraft Classic where they just kind of remastered the base game with a few tweaks as opposed to how much the game has changed every expansion over the years. They're doing World of Warcraft Burning Crusade Classic, which was the first expansion that came out. And um, I mean, I remember when that expansion was introduced and because uh, I was actively playing at the time, that was a huge deal because it like added flying and... Uh, you know, a whole oh, yeah. new area with with some really cool content and storyline and new bosses and everything and a new level cap. Um, so that was a big deal. So I, I know my my old guildmates who still play and have also mostly been playing WoW Classic um, instead of the current expansion, Shadowlands, will definitely be getting into that, I imagine. Um, and there's a new Hearthstone expansion coming, which, you know, I keep dipping my feet into here and there for a quick mobile play, you know, every month uh, for all the different little freebies. But I think the big thing uh, for our overlapping interest is some of the Diablo news. So there's mm-hmm. Diablo 2 Resurrected, which is a an HD remake. Did you play Diablo 2 when it was out? Yeah, that was actually the one. I, I think, I'm sure I played Diablo 1 as well, but Diablo 2 was the one I remember playing a lot mm-hmm. of. I think that's the one that added multiplayer online yeah, support, yes. right? Yeah, so that's definitely the one. Even like a friend who did not play any video games, all of a sudden I found out he picked it up and we played a bunch of online games together, um, whatever it was that drew that in. But um, so I'm, I'm interested in this. I know it realistically, I probably won't <laughs> have much time to play it um, given my backlog of other games that I should be playing already, but um, I'm really intrigued just to play through it again for nostalgia's sake. And then, and then the news that Diablo four is coming as well as a new, I, I had never played Diablo three. My systems were never up to snuff to actually play it. And I've Temp- been tempted to try it i think it's been on game pass maybe or something i forget where i've seen it yeah. on xbox that i could try it out but um yeah diablo 4 looks interesting and could be a lot of fun to sort of dive into um i'm not sure if the de- demonic element will pass the muster in terms of our kids getting into it i've always been trying to figure out where just like with hades where and how to introduce some of the more rpg Mm-hmm. games into my kids who i know will grab onto some of that in some way and uh just without also sending them into nightmare land at, when they go to bed <laughs> afterwards so. yeah i mean I, my my recollection so i i did play diablo 3 uh all the way through once as a um a paladin i think um so that's the one of the games that i played the most because i think diablo 2 came out like right around when i maybe could have gotten it i think i did later get it from like a used copy or something and played it a little bit. And I remember all the inventory stuff, or maybe I got it through my Battle.net um, subscription. I think Diablo 3 I actually got for free because I was a World of Warcraft Visa card holder. <laughs> <laughs> or there was some there was some weird offer across promotion yeah. with World of Warcraft where I, where I got it for free. So yeah, I played it through once and I, I think I tried one of the other classes briefly, but did not invest a huge amount of time in it. Um, but you know, I, as much as I've enjoyed Hades, I'm sure I would enjoy a similar sort of clicky slashy, 
uh, RPG game, you know, going going through all the levels uh, again uh, whenever that comes out. I don't know if I would have a platform that supports it. I think I did see the Diablo 2 Resurrected is coming for Switch, which is kind of interesting because that that does feel like a platform that's maybe appropriate for the that style and era of game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and looks somehow it looks appropriate, even though it'll be uh, HD remaster, obviously, but looks appropriate on a smaller screen. doesn't feel weird or whatever. In, in right, terms of yeah, like, it, the for being 25 years old or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap this episode short just because of time constraints here, but uh, we're going to get into Apple Corner and Tabletop Corner. There's been games we've been playing both on a break here, respectively. We've each had breaks and then also just some fun Apple Arcade games that we've been trying out and uh, things that we'll get into uh, on the next episode. So in the meantime, I want to thank you all for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Um, You can find us on uh, goodstuff.network. And uh, thanks for listening to 25 Cents, our video game podcast. You can find me on Twitter. I'm iChris. And you can find me on Twitter and most everywhere else as Ultra Nerd. That's N-U-R-D. And like I said, you can find 25 Cents wherever you list podcasts, but be sure to check out our Good Stuff Patreon, patreon.com slash goodstuff, and then more podcasts at goodstuff.network. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.